to another episode of Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm here with Joey. Hi. Mike. Hey, Ross. And Tom. Hi, Ross. And this topic, I think, has come up through a number of our conversations. And in one previous episode, we kind of got into the topic of how much is too much. And I think this idea of limit setting and resources, materials, how much do you let children use? And I'm thinking of how much paper do you let children draw on and just scribble on when do you see that as learning or when do you see it as wasteful? How much mm. glue do you let children squeeze out of the bottle before you say, nope, that's enough? Mm. And um, each of you kind of initial flash kind of responses. How much is too much for you? Like, when do you, well, when do you have that feeling of like, oh, this is too much? For me, it's very individual. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of knowing the child, knowing their age, knowing their, their, the place they are in development and, and sort of their, I'll say their habits. Like, I, I'm thinking about the glue bottle. Okay. I think every child should have the chance to empty a glue bottle at least once in their life because it feels mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if they do it every time and you're right. kind of tired of it's a uh, it's a mess, it's a strain on your resources and your time to be always refilling the glue. I mean, there's there's right. practical reasons. Right. I might then be like, oh, not today, right? Or or some other thing that you get to squeeze if I think it's about yeah. the squeezing or something like that. So I think it just think about that kind of example. I think it really depends on. On the on the child, or or okay. um, I can also think of uh, how do I say it? How organized are they? So mm-hmm. I mean, you can think uh, of the kid yeah. who's taking about I don't know thirty five pieces of paper, and mm-hmm. you're like, what are you doing? I'm making a picture for my mom. Like they really kind of only need one, right? And they right. don't know it, right. and you know. So I think you find out a little bit more about yeah. about what they're doing. Or when sure. they make a book, <laughs> and they take like twenty five pages, staple it mm-hmm. so that it cannot be opened, and then they draw like one. Yeah, because it can't be open, so they draw the, just the front, and then, like, right. oh, I made a book. Right. So I always, I do set limits with that. I'm like, let's start the book with three pieces of paper, and once those three pages are full, we can always add more. Right. Yeah. But let's start with, so that's definitely one where I... Because sometimes it's just a, plan- but it is true. Sometimes it's just a planning problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? You just, I mean, they're not trying to waste something. They just right. don't right. know and how I'm many pages going to And I'm working with four and five-year-olds where, you know, I feel like they kind of, you know, if I, yeah. if we talk right. about that of, like... Let's start with this. My imaginary glue squeezer was three. Yeah. And they get I, to squeeze And you think glue. about glue squeezing, like that <laughs> is such a great skill, or, yeah. you know, and you have to do it over and over. Yeah. So I always had the, you know, and usually most teachers get the gallon glue yeah. bottles, right? And then you pour the glue into them. So it's like, why fill it all the way to the top if you don't want the kid to mm-hmm. <laughs> right, exactly. like I would always fill exactly. it up a third to a half and I just fill it more often but then if they empty the third of the bottle right and I actually learned um teacher Tom not this teacher Tom but yeah teacher Tom in Seattle. Seattle he does a thing where he has like um I think I got it from him like I just had like a box like a bu- cover from a box uh-huh. or just you know so not very three inches high but kind of fill the table and then just had things in there oh use the glue over there and so then the glue would just kind of pour because one thing that happens they do it on a piece of paper and it just starts right. going down the table. right right but then it's like I'd kind of leave that, and then they go, you know, the next day they might add more, and it was just always there. And um, it was interesting, because then they'd start to, like, the glue after it dries. So you can oh, yeah. peel it and do all these things, so they started being creative with that. And mm-hmm. some of it, when you peel it, and underneath there's still glue, because it was so thick that yeah. Yeah. it's wet underneath. You know, finding ways to be creative with it sometimes, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. But I definitely have limits, for sure. Right. So, so I have a little different story. Okay. And it has to do with the sensory table. Imagine that. I had this child, I, I had a table set ne- set up next to the sensory table. And this one child was really into pouring back and forth, back and forth. And he made the biggest mess that's ever happened in my classroom with water on the floor. 
Was this in the hardest class you've ever had? No, it wasn't in the (laughs) hardest class I ever had. All right. But, and I was thinking, should I stop it? Because because it it really was, it was pooling on the floor. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was watching this kid and he was oblivious to all the spilling. Mm. But what he was doing was all this pouring back and forth. And it was, it really looked pretty productive for this. But what happened was... I had to step back and start thinking about this. This kid is telling me something. He mm-hmm. needs to mm-hmm. be able to more. do this. Mm-hmm. Right. So I have to be able to design the environment in such a way that it won't create such a mess. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. What I did is I made a tray that fit over my sensory table so the kids could pour to oh, their right, heart's content right. and then it, just, it would drip back down into uh-huh. the sensory mm-hmm. table instead of on the floor right yeah so from from that too much i got a really right. cool apparatus that actually was really well, productive what you say is key you have to figure out what that kid is telling you mm-hmm. again right. the glue squeezer might really need to squeeze something or might just be learning about volume or mm-hmm. the kind of the way the glue lays down on the paper but they're telling yeah they're t- so yeah so you make the limit Based on what you're what you're learning, that they or you, need, or you want to figure out a way for it to be productive, yes, rather right. than right. So, yes, you know, you fill the glue bottle yes. only a third. Right. Well, I have so, a recent example. I was I was I was the sub you don't want to have in your classroom. I was subbing, and I knew I had this, and we had started talking. I had brought in this giant box for the kids. I didn't really know I wanted to do the giant box, but I knew I had the giant box. And my colleague had said, "Oh, I can't. It doesn't even matter. Our center table apparatus had broken. Our cardboard box had broken. So I got out. I'm a sub." And I got out the I got out the giant box, for, and so you guys know yeah. what happens when you bring a giant box into mm-hmm. a classroom. So it's the instant like total total pandemonium of having a giant box that they could go inside. And I was like, oh, I'll solve this by cutting windows. So I said, oh, here guys, you know, draw where you want your window to be. I'm mm-hmm. focusing them with their drawing tools or whatever. So they draw their windows, and I okay, we get back. I've got the knife. I get out my exacto knife. I cut the I cut and they cut. They had kind of small windows that were like circles that they did. So they. They watch, they watch the knife, like, shrieking. You know, they could see the knife coming through the bottom. And I didn't see this coming. Then the thing that was the most exciting was after I cut the window, they punched it down. And mm-hmm. so then instantly I had, like, five kids who were like, my turn, my turn. And they all just wanted punch the windows down. So I had to cut the windows. To the, and then even afterwards, they still wanted to put the shape back in the window. And punch it down. And they clearly really needed to do this, to your point, Tom. But yeah. here I am, right. a guest in this classroom. Yep. And I've now created a punching frenzy, which I was like, oh, I, I kind of need to put a limit on it, but I'm not sure what to do because they right. really, really, really love this right. so much. Right. Um, you, you and luckily the, te- luckily the day ended and I got to sort of say face, oh, we'll do it next time. But You should, um, you should tell the teacher of that classroom that that room needs a punching bag. Yeah. So, but I, I guess I'm saying I was in the, in the moment of like, oh, where am I going to draw the right. limit? And am I gonna cut a window for everybody who walks up now? Right. How do how there's kids inside the box, there's kids on top wanting to put their shape in and punch. They're crying because their shape got punched out of the hole and they need it back. I mean, like it was right. some big feelings about this, mm-hmm. and I I didn't resolve it because I was sort of like, oh, what? I'm in the right. middle. It's hap- It's like a you know, it was fast. Right. I think maybe that's kind of the example of that you, in the moment, when you have that feeling of how much is too much, it's like, do we keep going? Do we not? Uh, and, and I don't think, that, and I think this is to go back to that answer that we've had or that kind of explanation we've had times before. Like, you may not get it exactly right in that time. And that's okay. Right. Right. You know, that in when you have hindsight and you have the glue squeezer and you're like, oh, they just, I can There's see There's an important need... of, importance of reflection as a teacher, right? Right? Uh-huh. That... right. In the moment, you might not get it. Right. But right. then you reflect on what were they telling me? 
and what could I change to meet that need but not have the side effects or whatever you want to call it. The, right. <laughs> the kid on the other side who gets punched in the face Unintended by accident. Unintended consequences. Thank you. That's... Yes. Of excitement. Right. Because I think there's that there's that aspects of uh, the aspects that we have here where I think all four of us would be probably labeling ourselves as self-reflective and being able to reach that point. I think that that when you can step back and it doesn't cost any money, when it doesn't when there's not a big investment, there's not a there's not a situation of children punching each other right. in the face. Right. You can go, okay, you, you, Tom, your example. I could see how we could collect the water in a different way. But I think there's that there's that feeling of panic in the moment where the planning issue of the child who's pulled 27 pieces of paper off the shelf and are or like we have nicer kind of sketchbooks for journals and the kid who's just flipping page, drawing a stripe, flipping a page, drawing mm-hmm. a stripe, flipping a page, and just burning through every page. Trying to say, well, you're not going to get another one. You know, I've done for that because that one always drove me nuts. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I would just do like file folders, you know, and cut them so they're straight, put paper in. Yeah. And then the kids who filled it, then I'd add more paper. Like just, you know, take the staples out, add more paper. Because some kids are going to just fill every page. Right. So I was like, well, that kid, I'll let him fill every page. And then later that day or the next day, whatever, I'll put in new paper. Mm -hmm. And next time they look, they'll do the same. No, Because otherwise it's like. They'll do all 100 pages at once. Right. And then you'll have the other kid who literally uses five pieces of paper the entire time. You know, they'll like right. so write, here, write your name qu- over and over. And here's a, here's a question, and it has I think it has to do with the topic. Mm-hmm. How do the children learn the boundaries? Right. Mm. I mean, they're mm-hmm. boundary testers to begin with. Yeah. Right. And how are, maybe how do we help them, or how do we assess even our own perception of those boundaries? Because right. it's it's all about boundaries here, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's okay, what's not okay, and is it always individual? Is it right? Because at a certain point, they uh, the kids sort of need their own code to live by, right? Can I just? I would hope that in my room would be sort of anything that's out you can use, mm-hmm. um, right? So, so yeah, you know, if you have it out, if you, you have it out, have, you have to. You but you know, know oh, but maybe not everything can go everywhere. Right. I mean, there's certain practical mm-hmm. uh, considerations. Mm-hmm. How do the kids figure out those so, those so, boundaries? So I'm thinking about another incident. Like, in kind of like cla- learning culture. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about another incident in my classroom, and I I've, I've referenced it before, and it has to do with kids being too loud. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And um, what I saw were other kids putting their hands over their ears, and I said, instead of me telling those kids they were being too loud. I told the kids who it was affecting, I said, why don't you go over and ask them, you know, could they be a little more quiet because mm-hmm. it's hurting their ears. Right. And they did it. The, the kids went over and asked them mm-hmm. and the kids quieted down. Well, that so, makes me so, think of what we've talked about the, before with that it's not necessarily rules, but it's sort of guidelines, guidelines. and that 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 is how the kids can figure out the boundaries. Because if the guideline is we take care of each other mm-hmm. and you're screaming too loud for one of your peers, well then, I mean, you don't want to over-explain every, every boundary you right. set. But, you, oh, actually, you know, I can, you know she's right. covering her ears and, and wincing, so can, I think right. you need to be more quiet right now. Or if you use all of that, we won't have any for everybody else. When We need to have some of this for everybody. Right. I mean, but when you explain it in reference to the guidelines... Then that maybe helps. I'm speculating here. Right, that maybe yeah. helps kids have a, an internalize that so they can they can kind of figure mm-hmm. those boundaries out. I think at a certain point they kind of self self modulate that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was wondering too if the other kids can help mm-hmm. kids right. set boundaries oh, yeah, yeah. 
and figuring out a way right. to, to build that into the program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's not just the teacher says, not but just it's the part teacher of the says, whole... But even if, you know, you, you use this example of paper so much, if a kid wants to use a paper and there's no paper left, then she can say, well, where can I get paper? Right. And... You know, she can actually have a discussion with the kid who's taking all the pieces right, of paper. Right, yeah, and, yeah. And, and that might have more of an effect than right. us telling the kid. I mean, I like the way right. you did it where you actually limit the number. Right. So there isn't, there isn't that. Yeah. That but then I always have that, that thing of, like, if you fill it all, I can show you how to put more on if you, mm-hmm. if you can't figure it out yourself. But, right. you know, but let's fill this first. Well, the example I can think of is uh, the, the Play-Doh table. Oh, yeah. You know, it's pretty clear... Oh, look, you have, you know, five cups and they have a tablespoon. Yes, some kids aren't going to, you know, they want it. I get it. They want it so badly. But for the most part, they'll tear a little bit off for yeah. the person who came. Right. Because it's that. Well, what, what are they supposed to do? Yeah. Right. So. You I, know, but, one thing I want to make sure we mention here, because mm-hmm. we've been all implying it, is that with all of these things, we're not saying you just, you either have it or you don't have it, but mm-hmm. it's more about that limit. And I think it's important to talk about that, like everything in the room, there's a gray area. It's not like right. you either have Play-Doh or you don't. It's no, you have Play-Doh and then you figure out a way that the kids take care of each other with the Play-Doh, you know, mm-hmm. letting kids or whatever it is. So you mean like, I, I'm going to take all the Play-Doh away unless you guys figure out how to share it. Is that what you're yeah. saying is the limit? Yeah, exactly. That, that's, you don't want people to think right. that that's and how I we set limits? <laughs> exactly. But I'm also thinking that we've been using examples of materials that might run out sure. or feel mm-hmm. wasteful. But if it's something that's, say, t- woodworking tools, mm-hmm. a lot of teachers don't want to use them because, well, then they might hit each other with hammers or whatever. And it's... You know, that's an idea that, well, you don't either just set them down on the table and leave. Right. There's also limits to those things. Right. And the more potentially, you know, dangerous the things are, the more limits there might be or the more strict right. the limits are right. held. But it's that idea, I think, if if people think only in black and white, right. either have it or you don't. Right. And there might be time that you have the time to have the time to think it through right. and set the limit and enforce the, the limit. And there might be time that you don't. So yeah. if, if you don't have the capacity as the adult to... You know, if there's something else that had just gone on nearby while my kids were punching the box, I might have had to say, I got to take the box away now because now I've got to go help somebody who's hurt or clean up a mess or something like that. And woodworking, there were times when I was, we were planning on using the woodworking and then the classroom just has that energy of like, you know, we'll bring them out tomorrow because I know on a day like today where kids aren't, you know, whatever, controlling their impulses as well or whatever. It's like, you know, maybe we'll wait. But... Again, it's that judgment of where's the limit, not we either have this or we don't. As we're talking, I'm wondering about this idea of also having a privileged kind of program or classrooms where we mm-hmm. have a we have an abundance of materials. And right. we know that there is the support that when children feel they have this level of abundance, their creativity is supported, their play is supported, they can go mm-hmm. deeper, they can go bigger. And there's a lot of programs that don't have that because it's the teachers themselves who are bringing in these mm-hmm. materials. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm wondering, maybe that's kind of where I'm also thinking this how much is too much question kind of comes up. Because if you are the one who's financing 80% of your class materials, materials, too. Exactly. That's, mm-hmm. you know, outside of the classroom, mm-hmm. in your home. Oh, you were leading to that. I just, there, you, it you, took you, me a while to figure that out. You were, you, you, sorry. You, you connected it. But that's exactly it, I think, mm-hmm. because there is that feeling of, you know, when you have a, like at our program, we have an art closet full of construction paper. Right. Well, I, I do in small ways introduce the idea of, of finite resources and maybe there's a lot of paper, but, oh, you know, 
you know, if that breaks, we we won't have it anymore. And they'll be like, well, you know, why not? Let's just go get another one or something like right. that. And I'll say, well, it costs money. Right. I mean, and mm-hmm. that may be, abstra- I realize that's going to be abstract to a, a right. portion, but over time, the idea of the, you don't, you don't just get to replace everything. Right. It's, that's right. not, that's, it's not that simple. Right. Um, not to make them feel bad, but to introduce the idea that, that th- these are resources. Right. Um, so I, I, I mean, and eh, that's whew, probably another longer conversation about what, what's age appropriate right. and developmentally right. appropriate to have those conversations. But I do think that it's not just a whole, the whole, you know, everything, everything you want all the time. Right. And I think, yeah, kind of helping children grasp it. And I'm thinking the glue example where if you've got that child who just wants to empty it, can they, can you show them, all right, well, here's the game, empty that glue bottle into this funnel, which then goes back into the glue bottle. It goes to a different glue bottle. <laughs> right. goes to a new glue bottle. You right. fill or up Or give them water one. to squeeze if it's yeah. just about Fla- squeezing. Flour mm-hmm. and water, just yeah. the, the sensation of a thick, yeah. viscous yeah. kind of solution. Like ketchup bottles, those like squeeze yeah. bottles. Right. I mean, so I think there's ways that we, you know, again, <clears throat> sure. we could brainstorm it, but for the sake of time, I think this idea that it's just that re- the reflective piece is really mm-hmm. key, knowing who your child or your children are, the energy of the room. But I think... If, if we live under that kind of fear of we're going to lose all of our stuff, we can't have any of this out, let's just not put it out, then we start doing that detriment to children. Wasn't that there. last week Tom was talking about like the hazard thing for the same thing? Of if we if, worried yeah. about all the hazards, we wouldn't have a room exactly. with anything in it. Yeah. So I think, if we're worried about wasting the materials, then we won't give them anything to use. Right. So yeah. now they won't waste it. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So I think it's a there's, yeah. there's a lot to think about there, but thanks for helping me kind yeah. of answer that question. Yeah. Thanks, Ross. Thanks, Good to Ross. think about it. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Mind. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn.